Praise God. Well, let's get into the word and the Lord will lead us as we go, direct our steps. Praise God. Amen. But just want to encourage you, don't be concerned about anything. We have no fears. We have no concerns about anything. Fear opens you up to the, to the work of the enemy. But faith in God produces peace and joy. And that is what the enemy uh, uh, wants to take from you. But he can't if you don't let him. Amen. If you don't lose your joy, you don't lose your strength. And if you don't lose your strength, you can, you can stand continually. No matter what happens in life, what happens in the world, the moment you lose your joy, that's when you start to go down. That's when you start to lose the battle. Amen. So we're not going to do it. Smile. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. But seriously, maintain the victory on the inside. Keep the victory inwardly. No matter what you see outwardly, be a vessel. You're a carrier of God's glory, carrier of his victory. Jesus went through a lot to give this to us. I mean, this was no walk in the park. I mean, he prayed in the park, in the garden. It even took him a few hours to get, you know, to get that. But Jesus went to great lengths to uh, purchase our redemption, to bring us over to the side of victory and joy. So let's not let any of it go to waste. Amen. Have you ever been out to eat with someone and, and you were, everyone was done and they had something really good on their plate and they kind of pushed it away? And you said, you're not going to let that go to waste, are you? Because it was just like a really high value item. And you thought, really? They're paying for that. They're not going to eat that. And your hand reached over. <laughs> thought, that is good stuff right there. I'm not going to let that go to waste. Well, if we could do that with someone's food, and some of you are grossing out, I would never touch food on someone else's plate. Okay, bring it to your house then, put it back in the thing. You're not going to throw that away, are you? Jesus uh, bought some really, really good stuff for us. Let's not let it go to waste. Amen, amen. He purchased the victory for you and me. Let's not let it go to waste. He gave you the right to be strong and live long and have victory and joy. Don't let that go to waste. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why the, the scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Why will he flee from you? Well, because of what Jesus did for you. When we say, I resist you, <laughs> the devil knows who he's dealing with. He's dealing with, he has flashbacks <laughs> to a major beatdown that he took in his own backyard. When Jesus, amen came and took the keys of death and hell and the grave, took them back from him, and he was defeated. He tucked his tail between his legs, ran off like a whipped pup, and then, turned to, turned, then, then he, was, he was raised from the dead, you know, and he t turned the keys over to us to the church, anyone who would follow him, anyone who would believe in him. He said, now you go. 
The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. These signs will follow those who believe. You'll, in my name, you will cast out demons, speak with new tongues. Come on. In my name, you will take up serpents. If you drink anything deadly, it will not hurt you. You'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. If we do that. Amen. I know people want to water down the word of God sometimes, even when the disciples came back after a ministry trip one day and they were all happy and rejoicing. They said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And I've seen people change that around and say, look, even the demons are subject to you. And that's not what they said. They said, the demons are subject to us in your name. If I'm going in my name, I'm on my own. But if I'm going in his name, demons are subject to me. They're subject to you. Amen, amen. And just like sometimes, you know, you, you recognize problems in your home and problems in your finances and, and, and problems in your emotions and you're letting these things dominate you. All it takes is a command of faith. All it takes is a believer using the keys. Come on, the authority we've been given in Jesus' name. And you say, I'm not going to permit this anymore. I command this to go from my home, from my body. I command this to leave my kids. I command, come on now, you are authorized to go forth in the name of the Lord. And if you will take up that authority and use the, the rights he's, he has given you, you will do serious damage to the works of darkness. The devil will not have his way. Amen. Praise God. And I tell you, corporately, this is what we do in our country. Yes. Amen. Because when we do this corporately, as a church, as the body of Christ in our country, we can kick the devil out of our land. Yeah. Problem is, too many Christians don't even know that they can do this. But more and more of us are finding out, right, that we have authority in our land. And as the body of Christ raises up uh, and, and yeah. uses this authority, then we can direct things in our country. There's chaos all around right now and all kinds of confusion and darkness and no one knows what to believe and what really happened. And well, how about we just use the name of Jesus and say, I'm stopping the works of the devil. He's a liar, liar, pants on fire, and I'm commanding him to stop in Jesus' name. And we can get all this stuff exposed. Praise God. Well, I do have a message today. I'm trying to get to. <laughs> but I tell you, if, 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 if some of that resonates, it's true for all of us. We all do this, but some of you re resonate more. Things are happening. Things are going on in your life. And, and it's like you uh, are a defeated person trying to get the victory. And that is a wrong way to think. We are not defeated trying to get something. We are the victorious in Christ, appropriating the rights of our redemption. We are saying, you already did this for me. Amen. It's like, uh, it's like well, the, we had a guest in our Bible school recently, and he was bringing up the, the subject of the, there's this place, and Amy and I have been there. We brought up the picture during this time. In, in Rome, there, there are, there's this place. I forget what it's called, but there's these, there are these stairs that they have been told. People have bought into this religious lie uh, about earning um, uh, what was it? Earning those, uh, it's, it's a type of penance, but uh, earning these, thing, these things from God. And so what they do is, is a long staircase and they crawl on their knees and on each step they pray their prayers and all the way up. And we've been there and see there. People are doing that right now. 
And they're crawling on their knees up these stairs trying to earn some kind of blessing from God. I forget the specifics of it. Trying to earn some kind of thing from God. It's like, man, that's a, that's a lie of the devil. Thinking that that is how, that's what God requires us to do. Uh, that is not how it works. The devil's already been defeated. My sins have already been washed away. He has already delivered me from the power of darkness. And in the light of God, I will live and stay. And if we'll preach and pray and praise from that place of victory, we'll see it manifest in our lives. It's not hard. When we begin to strive and struggle and just try to get a hold of something, we're getting further away from it. But it's when we just simply rest inside, and you can have a boldness and an aggressiveness to your prayer, but inwardly, you're resting in the fact that it's already done. I'm not trying to get healed. He healed me 2,000 years ago. I'm not trying to break the curse of poverty in my life. He broke that 2,000 years ago. I'm just simply saying it. I'm just simply accepting it. I'm believing it. Amen, amen. In any kind, of, uh, any kind of work of darkness, any kind of effect of, of, of heaviness in your life or darkness or depression, I want you to know that that's part of the curse and Jesus already dealt with that. It really is. When someone's saying, Lord, set me free, Lord, set me free, Lord, set me free. Stop it. I've prayed for people and they're begging God while I'm praying and I want to, you know, I want to take my hand off their head and apply it to their cheek. <laughs> I'm praying for them. Whack, stop that. <laughs> you are free in Jesus' name. We, all we're doing here is we're grabbing hold of something in the spirit and making it manifest. But we don't, I mean, we totally have the easy part. We don't go to the, have to go to the cross. We don't have to shed our blood. We, we don't have to take the beating. We don't have to bear the curse. No, Jesus did that for us. And we simply stand up and say, amen. We simply stand up and say, thus it shall be in my life continually. <laughs> Glory to God. The Lord is good. Amen. You ready for some word? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If laughter is not a normal part of your life, something's wrong. Say, well, I'm an intercessor. I'm going to re politely request that you do not pray for me. Because I do not want depressed people praying for me. Because I know you don't have any strength in your prayer. I know your prayers are coming from a place of defeat and weakness. <laughs> you might have good intentions, but you're, you're deceived. Yeah. We need, to, we need to learn to let the joy of the Lord dominate us and live big inside of us. Come on. There's a time for repentance, no doubt. There's a time to get right. There's a time to do, make some changes, but it should be surrounded by ha, ha, ha. Surrounded by laughter and joy and gladness. Amen, amen. I don't doubt that some people, when they stand before the Lord the first time, they might hit their knees and they might even feel like saying, I'm sorry for this and sorry for that, but it won't be but a second until the Lord says, stand up on your feet. I have washed your sins away. I have made you holy and righteous and clean. And so stand up tall. The Lord won't permit that. We're not going to be groveling in heaven. Living for, you know, the first hundred thousand years or something with, you know, 
climbing upstairs on our knees or anything in repentance and regret and just it's a horrible thing for all the wrong things we've done no the lord will correct us in that say no you get up you get up you're accepted you're forgiven you're loved and how many know our our position in him doesn't have to wait till we stand before him in heaven it's true today this is where we walk by faith and not by sight praise god amen well the lord is good Anybody receive that? Does anybody need to receive that? Good? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bible, go to Hebrews chapter 10. And now I've pretty much ensured that I won't finish my message. <laughs> but that's okay. Above all, I want to be led by the Lord, and I want to say what I need to say at the right time, in the right place. And so we're yielded. Glory to God. The series is called As You See the Day Approaching. And I was going to get today to the scripture that I wanted to get to at the beginning of the series. And it took seven parts to get to it. And I might get to it today. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 10. If you're new with us, welcome. Glad you're here. I'm a little, usually a little more organized. But I'm not disorganized. There's a, church is not just a classroom. It's not just about going through a curriculum. Church is about the living spirit of God. And the good, I want anybody to come here and know that if I have questions, I have trouble, I can go there and get answers without even necessarily telling us. I mean, you can always ask for prayer and be specific. There's nothing wrong with that. We're thrilled to pray with you. But so many times, um, answers to prayer will come uh, without you asking, without you even revealing what's going on in your life. And if someone's saying, well, I'm not sure if that was the answer that I needed. Well, I'm not sure that you're correct in that. There are many times when we think we need one thing, but it's something else that we need. Yeah. I mean, even isn't that the way the physical body works? Sometimes people think my body hurts over here. Something's not working. And maybe you get a diagnosis and they say, well, you're deficient in this vitamin or something like that. Or you've got issues over here and that causes this, right? Or even in the, you know, in the uh, chiropractic world, sometimes at one place it's because this is out of whack over here, and this, and that's why you're hurting over here. Well, spiritually, it can be that way, right? Sometimes you're lacking something over here, and you think, well, what's the, what's wrong with my marriage? <laughs> well, something's wrong over here, and that's causing that. Praise God. So receive from the Lord today. Learn how to walk in His victory and stay there. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 and 25 has been our text. It reads, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day 
approaching. And so there is a, a, a day coming, coming very, very soon. And, and the more we see that day, the more it is supposed to alter our behavior. Okay, we're getting close to the end. So we're not throwing in the towel. We're not giving up hope. We're not going out with a whimper. But we are going out strong, going into the end, going into the coming of the Lord with a, with a shout of praise. Amen. A skip in our step. Say, what about, the, what about the world? Bad stuff is happening. I know it. And, and I don't necessarily expect it to get better. I mean, there'll be cycles. I think the, the, the dumb virus will end. But, but there could be another one. Right? And uh, I can't even believe we're still talking about that. But... <laughs> Uh, these things will come and go, but we can, we are going to get stronger individually. And I think it's more attractive. The more we are strong, it's more attractive to those who are being uh, caught up in the world. The greater the problems in the world, greater the problems in life, the more attractive we look. Why? Because in the middle of it, we still have personal victory and we still have a shout. We still have a song to sing. We still have a reason to live. We're not giving up hope. We're not throwing in the towel. Come on. Amen. And if someone is, if someone feeling that way, they're feeling down, feeling defeated, ready to take their life, uh, well, listen, uh, you have, there's some information you don't have. One of the things I've been sharing with you and intending to share more today is how one of the biggest uh, signs of the last days is deception. People are tricked. People are duped. The, the, the enemy comes to... to kill, to steal, and to destroy. How does he do that? He deceives, gets us to believe things that aren't true. You know, there are people that that believe they'll be better off if they put a gun to their head. They're better off if they just end it. How many know they're believing a lie? They are not seeing clearly. All they're seeing is is what they see, which is not very much. Okay? But if they will see the truth... They'll say, oh, I would never do that. Man, the Lord has so much more for my life. And he, I, he has won the victory on my behalf. Come on. And if we see how to walk in that, we won't fall for that lie. Amen. Amen. I was sharing with you previously about how there are three categories of individuals that are most susceptible to, uh, to deception. To deception. Remember, I told you that first of all, they are, number one, they are the simple. The simple are vulnerable to deception. These are gullible people. But thank God the solution to this is that you continue in what you heard, what you've heard, and you remember where you heard it from, from whom you've heard it, right? To get proper English there, no preposition at the end. (laughs) Remember from whom you've heard the things that you've heard. That will keep you from being simple-minded, all right? Secondly, remember, vulnerable to deception are the proud. When someone is proud, they are blinded. When they're proud, they are closed off to truth. But simple solution there. I mean, it's an ongoing solution, but if you will humble yourself and be open to receiving correction then God can steer your, your, your life. He can keep you on path. The moment we stop receiving correction or allowing others to speak into our lives, the moment we can become deluded. No one can call us on it. 
How many know there are a bunch of people right now hearing from wrong spirits? Okay, I'm not saying a bunch in here. I'm just saying in general, a bunch of people are hearing from wrong spirits. And if you were to tell them that, they would laugh at you and mock you and and say, no, that's not true, it's you. But yet it's them. And what happens is their pride closes them off from receiving any kind of correction that will help them. And so they'll continue on a downward path, believing lies on a downward spiral. Their life will get worse and worse, and they'll blame someone else for it. They'll say, this is the reason, and that's the reason. I mean, when someone comes saying, well, maybe you're believing something wrong. Maybe you're going down the wrong path. When they fight against it, they only reveal their pride. And then number three, I said to you, I was going to give you three. I said, the the simple, the proud, and number three is the compromised. The compromised are also very vulnerable to deception, okay? The compromised. And uh, so what are we talking about here? Let me me read this to you. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13. It reads, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, and so the, 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 the command here is to speak to each other, exhort, encourage, why? encourage one another, call to action. Why? Because sin is deceitful. Sin will deceive you. And what happens if when, you're, when a person is deceived by sinfulness, their heart becomes hardened. They are then not pliable, receptive. They're not, they won't receive new truth. They won't receive answers, direction, or correction. They've become hardened to it, and therefore they're easily duped. So the compromised, if we live a compromised life, uh, there are those that live with one foot in the church and one in the world. This uh, life of, ha- of having a constant mixture of God's ways and the ways of ungodliness are very dangerous in our day. Again, we're talking about the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more a compromised life is a dangerous life. Dangerous how? Tricks, deceit, the enemy comes in to lie. These are individuals that are might be described, Jesus used this language in the book of Revelation, they're neither hot nor cold. What does that mean? It means they're not useful. Okay, I can use some hot water, I can use some cold water, it's the lukewarm that doesn't do a whole lot of good, right? They're no longer useful to the, in the kingdom of God. But this watered-down Christian life makes us vulnerable to deception. How do I fix that? What's the solution to that problem? Go all in with God. You hear me frequently talk about those living on the, uh, on the edge and on the fringe. I do that during the salvation call. Living in the kitty end of the pool. Okay. I don't, even, I don't even bother making a judgment call of whether that person is saved or not. Uh, because I don't need to make that judgment. I just need to know. I, I just need everybody to know. If you're in the kitty end of the pool, you're not doing it right. If you're not saved, get saved. If you are saved, get in the deep end. Okay, you don't go toe deep with, with Jesus, ankle deep with the Lord. No, that's not how the relationship was designed to work. You'll find it difficult. You'll find it frustrating. You'll find it hard. It'll be hard to hear from God. You'll hear others saying, well, the Lord told me this, and he gave me this answer. Oh, it worked out just wonderful. 
I was having this happen, but I spoke the name of Jesus and things changed and turned. And you're sitting there going, well, that never works for me. I can't seem to hear from God. I, every time I pray, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anything ever works. I mean, isn't that a sad, a sad story? I mean, I don't want to be in your song. <laughs> First verse, second verse, third. See, one of the reasons, see, well, that's the way it is with me. You need to get on in the deep end. It's called going all in with God, not playing games with this. It. just saying, I'm just going to be saved, serve God the whole route. Amen. It's that compromised life that, life that produces confusion. I don't understand why things don't work. Because Christianity doesn't work that way. It only works when you're fully devoted to Him. Everybody okay today? Amen. And so we need to be the all-in type of people. Yeah? Amen. You know, we, we, we all uh, prepare for, for big days in life, in life. We have a lot of big days, don't we? Um, so, some, of the, some of the big days are, you know, first day of school. That was kind of a big day. Uh, even could be first day on a new job. Uh, certainly a wedding is a big day. Um, maybe even moving, the big move, moving to a new city, moving to a new state, or even just into a new home uh, when you move. There's a big day. One of the things that always goes along with big days is lots of preparation. You build up to it. You anticipate it. You, you, you get ready for it. In fact, uh, in fact, there are many things in life that we are constantly preparing for, right? Uh, we're, we're getting ready for the day's activities. We prepare for trips. We get ready for work. We prepare meals. Um, we're preparing for our future with education and training and so forth. And in fact, probably if you are ever with anybody else or live with anyone else, it's probably a very repeated phrase in your life where someone says, you ready to go? You ready? You ready? You know, you're planning on leaving, so you're asking, you ready? Ready? Probably it's said almost every day. If you go anywhere with anyone else, you probably will find yourself, if you were to analyze, you say, ready? Everybody ready? Ready to go? Why do you say that? Well, someone doesn't have their shoes on. Someone doesn't have their jacket on, and, and uh, you're like, hey, we're leaving like now, and you're, you're not even dressed, right? What are you saying? You're not ready. <laughs> we're supposed to be going somewhere. And so preparation is a very big part of life and a big part of succeeding. Why do we need to, need to prepare? Well, it's so that we can do an adequate job at whatever we're doing. We want to, if we're going to do something, we want to do it effectively. We want to do it with quality. We need to prepare. We want to do things in a timely manner. If I'm going to be on time, I need to prepare ahead of time. Like, does anybody do that? Maybe it's just because of what I do, but I, I know, I figure out on Saturday what I'm going to wear on Sunday. Why? Because I don't want to think about it on Sunday. And I don't want to find, I was thinking I was going to wear this shirt and it's dirty. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, get, my, <laughs> I get my breakfast ready on Saturday night. Even though I know what I'm going to eat. I don't want to wake up on Sunday morning. And this would be true of, of big days, but Sunday is a very big day for me. And uh, I don't want to get up in the morning and find out my pan's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, to make the oatmeal. I'm not going to be scrounging around, partly because some people are still sleeping. I'm not going to be banging around looking. It's an important thing in my life. Now, I want you to consider, though, if we would get ready for work and ready for play and ready for so many things in life and ready for breakfast and ready for church, uh, shouldn't we also give attention to the very biggest day that's coming our way? And many live, they'll get ready for so many things And yet the day of the Lord is coming, and they're looking out the window. It's like, dude, you know it's like in five minutes, right? (laughs) I mean, we don't know exactly, but it's like, and what are you doing? You're goofing off. You're hardly even taking this seriously. You you haven't showered. You haven't packed. Your clothes are dirty. The car doesn't have gas. Yeah. You know, a lot of things unprepared in your life spiritually for a very, very big day. You're going to want to be ready for this. And someone could easily respond back and say, well, I'm saved. I've received the Lord, so isn't that enough? And I want to propose, pose to you that there's more to it than that. I'm not talking about necessarily someone going to heaven or hell. I'm talking about taking this thing very, very seriously and honoring the Lord's coming with our preparation for the big day. The the, the comparison in Scripture is marriage. The comparison in the Scripture is is how the bride prepares for that day. It's in Revelation chapter 19. And uh, uh, how many know, I mean, I know men and women are different. The bride and the groom are a little bit different. And, you know, the guy goes, puts on the tuxedo. And and did I say the bride? The guy. guy. Okay, I know it rhymed with I. I. Uh, (laughs) The groom does that. Uh, The bride usually will take the whole day. And, right, what do you guys do? (laughs) stuff. I don't think we're allowed to know. I'm not allowed to know. (laughs) Private rituals. (laughs) And I can figure some of it out probably. (laughs) Nevertheless, the bride preparing for that, that's the picture that is, that the Lord uses for the church preparing. And so there's a lot of, there's a big process there. They take it very, very seriously because this is a very big event that's about to take place. And if we will take on that same attitude, then we can begin to do what's necessary and find what does the Lord want? What is the Lord expecting? What would be honoring to him um, in my preparation so I can be ready for this big day? And and so I won't be deceived, so I won't be unprepared, but I can, uh, you know, take full advantage of what uh, this day was intended to do. Amen? Praise God. Well, I just, feels like I just started, huh? It does to me. But I'm running myself out of time. Thank you, Lord. It was a good message I was going to bring today. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for working in us today.